Well, hello, 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 London town and beyond, babes. How you doing? What's happening? What's the tea? We are back and we have another gorgeous guest sitting in front of us. And we're also in the biggest studio at the moment. It's got some really gorgeous, bougie sofas. So we're just like sitting back and lounge on Like to. just being all bougie bitches. Um, award-winning author, activist, speaker, and also a model, model, model. Oh, f- <laughs> Please, can we give a big, warm welcome to Charlie Craig? Hey, hey, hey man! Clapping. Hey, <laughs> hey guys. Uh, do you want to hear a funny story before we begin? No. On your name. <laughs> yeah, go on there. So my my flatmate was going to get a sausage roll earlier, and so when he was talking to me, he was like, "Where can I go?" And so I was like, "Greg's." And so when I put your name in as a guest, I put Charlie Greg's. You're not the first, <laughs> and you won't be the last. Everyone calls me like I get Charlie Greg's, Charlie Craig. Uh, like no one ever. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Charlie Cragg, but with no S. Oh, God. Well, I'm so glad I could. Did I get it right? Yeah. No. You, you just yeah, know right no, now, right but now. Greg's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But, but I mean, I'd prefer to be Greg's. <laughs> Think of the brand opportunities. The di- like, literally Can you imagine? That Greg's Black Card. Hello. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sponsor. Sponsorship. Plug, 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 plug. Love a vegan sausage roll. Oh, my mm. God. they got. You can't tell the difference. No. Like, Legit, you cannot tell the no, difference. No, literally, I'm a sausage connoisseur, and if I can't tell the difference, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna like take that and use that as a little voice. No, you're it. not. That's cop. That, that's uh, my. Uh, that's coming like, on my next my t-shirt. <laughs> sausage connoisseur. Right, so we got to kick off with the infamous question. Are you infamous, ready for it? Infamous by I'm who? more than ready. What's that, darling? Infamous by who? By everybody. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> are you the, the inner saboteur bro? Yeah. <laughs> of this podcast? This is how the partnership here works. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to kick off with the ultimate question. You all right, babes? I actually am. <laughs> I feel like I'm probably the first person you've asked all lockdown who said, yeah, do you know what? I'm actually doing quite good, if anything. I'm probably better than I was pre-lockdown. Oh my God, I've yes. So I, I have, I had no, not a single friend in school. So I've had like seven years of practice in school for this. Like I'm like living on my own. I'm good. I could do this for another year. Easy. I could do this for two years. Easy peasy. You know, I'm staring you straight in the eyes. Staring me straight in the eyes. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. I, I, can, honestly, I ju- can I just say? I love myself. But you can I'm see good. it. Like I'm fine. Yeah. That's true. I'm, I'm I'm honestly doing so well. I'm probably even like, so all my work stopped to start a lockdown and I'm probably making mm. more money than I was pre-lockdown now because like everything, wow. I've like just grown my digital. Like I've thrown myself into this. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed yes. that we have to get back to normal. You I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to get the tube to where I want to stay at home in my pajamas and just like do instant make money and, and now actually it's quite good because it's like made me think like maybe I won't even go back to doing what I was doing before lockdown because yeah. what I'm doing now is just like taking off like really recently in the last couple of months like I'm just like or I'm just mad you did you did um you did a lot of, of, of I guess running on like the speaker kind of circuit and, and doing yeah. a lot of, of talks like I saw you at um IB Engage yeah. actually I was like yeah that's right yes, um, I and I mean, obviously, like none of those events are happening, but are you doing those digitally or virtually yeah, as well? Yeah, so even those, everything's come on Zoom as well. So like, I'm still doing public speaking, but it's mostly just content these days. And it's, yeah. that's, it. I don't know, like, I don't know if I've sold my soul a bit, but I'm like, why, what, 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 like, because before lockdown, I was like, take, I'd have to take every single job because like, hmm. I'm self-employed, like money, it's not like I, I needed to pay my rent. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I'd have to take every single job, even if I didn't want it. And now like, I'm thinking that when I go back to the normal world, I can like be a bit more selective because I've got this mm. kind of, base of like content online and then i can like do um the kind of stuff that feeds my soul a bit more rather than like the stuff that's like you're on the way to it and i'm like oh i just don't want to have to go to this this place but i know it's gonna it's paid shit and also i'm gonna be talking to people i don't really want to talk you know what i'm saying i love that so miss rona has 
created the party, this space yeah. for you to really like find your flow that you love to do. Kind and of not, forced. Kind of like, yeah, kind of forced on you. Fine, but yeah. it's good. Sometimes you need those. I think when I went to art school, you, there's this thing about limitations. And sometimes when you're doing something, you need limitations to make yourself think and grow yeah. better and faster and harder. Because like, if, if you have all the options in the world, you can get a bit lost. But if, if you're like, so when all my work stopped, bitch, I had to think fast. And, mm. I've, and I, I've, well, I was gonna say I thought fast, but I didn't because it took me like probably like eight months of lockdown to find my feet. But then once yeah. I found my feet, I'm like, oh, I can, I'm doing good I'm a this. rolling after eight yeah, months. I'm yeah. a bowling and I'm a rolling. Like, yeah, great. Like, <laughs> it's really interesting because for, um, let's say, content creators, um, people have turned especially during the first lockdown anyway people yeah. really did turn to their phones and like i remember so many people on tiktok and instagram like i would turn to every day for entertainment and mm. for like that relief um yeah. so i guess it's kind of just pushed that trend even further and like have has it grown you know your your following online yeah my, i mean my following's great it's not like growing like huge i probably like gone up 10k over lockdown or something oh just a casual 10k no that's not that much come on like all, <laughs> i've got the, 10K, less, the least followers out of all my friends who are like influencers but you know what it's not even about that it's about your engagement yeah my engagement is popping <laughs> just saying like i get good really good engagement and that's like where the, that's what the brands are looking for so like yeah. i've man i use this lockdown to just like hone my craft and like manifest like and just like I really found myself, it sounds really stupid, but I watched a video. I was like, you know, when you you get like one year ago and it's like your story from a year ago and it like gives mm. you like the, the memory thing. And I watched it and I was like, I'm a fucking different person. It's because I was trying so hard to be something, not something yeah. that I wasn't, but I was trying so hard to be like pretty or like soft or like, mm. um, and I'm like, who am I trying to like that? My followers don't follow me because I'm pretty, not being rude to myself, but like I most of my followers are girls or gays or theys. And then I'm like, straight boys aren't following me because I'm too political for them. So like, <laughs> why, who, who was I trying to pose on these stories with pushing my boobs up and putting makeup up and, and talking hi guy like talking all soft I'm like no and now I'm like some messy like sloppy don't ever do my makeup oh. talking about shitting myself like literally yeah. like and, and that's that's what people want and now it's, I'm winning and it's just like my message to you is just like stop being what you think you need to be like there's a million other people oh. who are prettier and skinnier and Clap younger doing that. that already be yourself that's what people want Sounds like you're not giving two shits. You're like, this is who I want to be, not what who I think people want me to be. But actually, Absolutely. I've become who I am. Who was Charlie? Who I, is Charlie? You like, know, what? I just let down all. Like I said, I think we. This is my advice to anyone, and you can apply this not just to content creation, but to whatever you do for a job. Bring yourself to it. That's what no one else like. There, there's a million mm. other people doing everything online. Like there's a million mm. of people doing what I do, like being myself. But if you, no one has your experiences or your stories or like your personality, like the kind of combination of all these things. And that's what makes you special. And that's what that's what your USP is. Whether you work in like advertising can bring it to that. Whether you're a model and can bring it to I don't know wh whatever you are a writer, whatever a podcaster. Like you can just bring. Stop trying to be what's already out there. Like so yeah. I think we're all just trying to be like Kylie Jenner or like you know some yeah. someone yeah. who's already there. And it's like no. No, oh, that that's already there. We don't need another one of her. Like, there's a million of her. Trying already. to say that I don't look Kylie Jenner. <laughs> I mean, with that, with that beard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. But what about my legs <laughs> before the surgery? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. I. But I found that really interesting because what one thing that I've struggled with in a workplace, and I do, you know, a nine to five office job. Okay, nine um, to five. <laughs> um, but one thing that I find is that you you have to kind of like assimilate yourself right you have to speak the language yeah. and how people want you to and I think workplaces are being a lot better in terms of open culture but how have you kind of found that in terms of just fully owning your voice and 
not mm. worrying about fitting in or you know trying to be the the perfect influencer i'm doing air quotes with brand yeah. perfect influencer but it started actually when i had a normal job so like pre I mean, pre-influencer, but before I was an influencer, I was an activist. And before I was an activist, I used to have like, I used to work in fact, so I did like, I studied, I, it was called creative direction. So it was like mm. um, kind of advertising, but mixed with kind of the fashion stuff. And I was doing a lot of fashion. I'd make like, I was doing casting for Selfridges and stuff. So that was kind of what nice. I was doing. And I'd work for magazines and stuff. And I'd even then, I'm, I, I learned this in uni is just to always, um, like I'm like, what I was just saying about bringing myself to it because that's what makes me that's what's going to make people want to hire me or pick my concept or whatever is that I would always bring an element into my work that other people like even though they might be more talented or have better ideas than me they don't have that like edge and I, yeah. would, and mm. I understood that I had an edge I was like everyone in it for example when I was in uni and studying it everyone was like I hope no one's listening but like most people it's a very rich uni it's like mostly international students and stuff it's London College of Fashion I always want to say uh, now I want to say that horror thing I've got a degree from yeah. the best yeah. like <laughs> she went there. so I should be great <laughs> I've got a degree anyway oh my god I would have said hey <laughs> I went to I went to London College of Fashion it's a very like rich uni so like everyone else had all this amazing equipment and like all this like they just had this like opulence that i was like i can't even compete with this and then i thought let's me let's stop trying to compete with it and just find my own lane and like yeah. do something that's totally different to them like so i use low like start doing low res stuff so i'd like make films of my fucking blackberry and using like my dad's old camcorder before it became a big you know like now everyone blackberry love but, it. Like, doing, yeah this is like oh this is, oh wow i'll just give away my age when i was like you do a blackberry but anyway but the was point is camera on a blackberry fuck like, you <laughs> i'm like yeah on my like a um, motorola raised i would make what films <laughs> my pebble <laughs> <laughs> My pink pebble. Oh my god, do you remember those? I love them. I had a blue one. Yeah. The little baby blue pebble. The, the one buttons around the side and the screen in the middle. Oh, I know what the one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Was, that, was that pebble? That no. was the one from the beat video, the music video yeah. with the Piscat dolls, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. The one that Kelly Rowland tried to text the boyfriend on Excel on. No! What? No, yes. <laughs> what is this? Oh, oh we've thrown it right back. From the dilemma video. And yeah. she's like, she's like moody in a room and she's like texting on a phone, but the phone is just an Excel spreadsheet. Oh my and god, she's typing in on Excel. Oh my god, Queen! Oh my god, no. Oh my god. Oh wow. But yeah, the point is, is that I was just like, <laughs> fuck trying to compete with these people. The way I'm gonna compete is by doing something that none that, that I can't afford their content, well, they can't afford my my the experience and the culture that I bring to this. So like I would yeah. like do things that just everyone else is like not doing and too scared to do or just is like oh I can't explain it but it's like and, and it would make me win mm. like I'd always like come out on top of them because like and I'd get booked because they're do all doing the same thing and I yeah. was the one doing different things so like my whole thing about like being yourself and bringing your full self to it can be applied to anything it could be applied whether you're pitching an idea and like you have that wealth of like LGBT kind of experience that mm. like your cis and straight counterparts don't have or whether you're I don't know like even with the way that like, I talk for example like being a working class council state girl when i write articles or when i write my book and stuff i write in a way that's very like that i yeah, write in a yeah. real way i could i mean i will i got my jesus in english i can write i got a in it i could write really clever if i wanted to but that's not that's not my selling point my selling point is that i am the council state trans girl next door and all the other trans girls in the media are all smart and middle class are like that's my selling point find your fucking selling point whatever you're doing whether it's social media writing podcast whatever it is find your selling point and no, like rupaul says know your brand and deliver at all yeah. times that is exactly what it is just understanding your brand understanding what separates you from your competition and doing that and just doing it and applying that to every single thing you do 
Charlie, I think I'm a little bit in love with you. I, I, I think just, I'm a little bit in love with myself. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I, listen, I need to listen to this. Like, this is good advice. I need to listen to myself. This is a moment. And I think Thank you, baby. whether you're in fashion, music, advertising, media, whatever it is, we all come up between that kind of ourselves and that inner saboteur. And it's so clear, um, and especially within our community. And for you to share that experience of finding yourself in your lane and then being like, you know what? I found myself and I'm going to put my two fingers up to the rest of the world and I'm going to stay true to who I am. And regardless of opinions or what other people think, whether they may like it or not, this is who I am. I'm going to drive it forward. You've driven that forward and it's now coming into fruition. And I Thank think you, that baby. deserves lots of snaps in the studio. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you babe. Snap. I know we were going to talk about this, but I feel like this is the perfect point. I just watched Seaspiracy. And I've heard about this. Oh my God. Like yeah. I'm Terrifying. never having He's been preaching about fish it. again. Like I am, I am probably flexitarian. Let's be honest. I'm not going to be fully vegan, but flexitarian. Today's oh. day one. Okay. You need to be consistent with this though. Okay. It's just begun. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just putting you on the podcast now. So all yeah. of the listeners and Charlie is going to hold you accountable for this oh flexitarianism. I mean, that's how it starts, babes. I started as a flexitarian. Now I can't, I can't eat chocolate. Well, as you yeah. saw my story last night, I was <laughs> shat myself from a celebration. <laughs> just like gradually my body like just can't take it anymore. So be careful. Like same with like putting a bit of nail varnish. Now I'm a fucking woman. Like 10 years to be like, just be careful what you start flexibly. Like you just never know where it's going to lead. So uh, thinking of, uh, thinking, <laughs> thinking of being flexible, <laughs> Mean to say that. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Talking about flex- I am not flexible at all. Um, uh, flexitarianism. You are a vegan. Uh, not really by choice. Like I, I'm not one of these ones to like. So I have no problem with other people's life choices. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um, I don't like the way animals are treated. Like in, mm. like, I have no problem with eating meat, but I don't like how there's no need to be mean to animals. You know, you see these videos and they're just being abused. Before, like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah. Like, but um. I'm actually vegan by choice. I, I was like vegetarian before, but then all of a sudden I actually came over, I, I posted about this literally last night actually, but like, I'm pretty sure like my, like, so I went through something really shit f- about four years ago and I'm pretty sure like my body just, you know, that a lot of people message me after and say, your mind can affect you on a cellular level. Like yeah, if you absolutely. go through trauma, you can like all of a sudden, like so all of a sudden, like right after the trauma, I just couldn't eat dairy anymore. Like I remember like I had a, mm-hmm. t- a tub of Ben and Jerry's like the day after the bad thing to try and calm calm for myself. And I'd always eaten tubs of Ben and Jerry's, like literally that like, always eating dra- dairy and all of a sudden my body just was like rejecting it and now like mm. even recently like i like can't like i've lost my hearing recently when i ate dairy. like it's just got so bad and it's yeah so like i'm not really a vegan by choice so i'm not gonna be like yeah i'm vegan but like i, I vegan's great and stuff and it's good it's good for your health and yeah i do feel a bit better for it but do you know what it really does though that you had several years ago i had a, a really intense situation in my life it was a journey um and um i remember before that i was absolutely fine like digestive system was fine i could eat whatever i want whatever time of day i wanted and then after it all of a sudden like gluten intolerant wheat intolerance really? like it just completely changed and it's like you it really can change your makeup or stress your system crazy like your how your mind and your body is interlinked yeah. is insane especially like there's a lot to to be said about gut health and how that affects your mental health as mm-hmm. well like just we have to understand that like what we're putting on our bodies is like it's not something to be like it's not a light thing mm-hmm. it's like to, no pun intended but it's like it's like a serious thing it's like what you're putting in your body is your body so mm-hmm. like if you're putting shit in your body you're gonna feel shit and you're gonna think shit you definitely definitely it's a correlation mm-hmm. i mean i can't talk because i'm literally having takeaways all weekend this weekend oh but my like God. you got delivery plus i don't know what that is what is that oh, you don't pay for the delivery on delivery 
Oh, you're bougie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that bougie. You've made it a long way from the council state, clearly. I'm not. I'm still living in the council house, baby. But like, yeah. No, I just got credit cards, babe. <laughs> I need to look after my body a bit more. Like, I'm like, I feel like it's almost a bit of self-sabotage as well. Yeah. Like, because of the shit I went through, I feel like me, like, I mean, I understand that so food's always been my comfort. Like, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't yeah. do drugs. Like, food is my, and dick sometimes is my, <laughs> is my <laughs> not, I'm not doing lockdown. Wait, that's is it my comfort. food first or dick first? I mean, are there, why can't at the same, same time, time cannot oh put some food on the dick like just get the dick and like, the burger at the same time today ah, um so speaking about mental health and like miss rona obviously i, I i'm calling miss rona because it just gives it a bit of a softer edge than covid19 <laughs> anyway how and it seems like in the lockdown you have done so much which is amazing you really i really haven't rolling. who told you that who lied to you several times <laughs> yeah. you just Did said you <laughs> no i haven't i mean i've rob been making content you. i love yeah. rob but do you know what content making is tough like, oh it's hard these things, it is hard <laughs> brands are hard as someone who works rob looking at you now like as someone who's yeah. like the brand they are so fussy about like they're like um can you take this down like, i'm like calm down jesus christ like yeah. they'll be like offended that i can't remember what i did but like the amount of times they're like they're like send it back with like amends like three times it's, it's hard this is why yeah. i need a management because they take the piss a lot of these brands you like, need a rob I, d- I mean, I mean, <laughs> not not a manager, hun. Oh, you're everything to me. Best Judy manager, producer, co director, co co talk show host, friend, fellow cock destroyer. In <laughs> you know, we are. But like for your brand collaborations, um, yeah. you know, on on Instagram, like one of the things that I I, I love about you as an Instagrammer, that thing, um, <laughs> is uh, yeah. you know when you do your 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 brand collaborations, <laughs> I can't speak today, bank holiday brain, um, but when you do that, you know, you 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 keep it real, right? Like one hundred percent. Your caption yeah. isn't just like, oh, here's me posing with the salad. I like, love toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this toothpaste <laughs> makes my teeth feel so clean and juicy. Um, no, I and think it's, it's so vegan. important. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, it's so important. Like, because, like I said before, there's just there's enough of that. Like, that's so boring to me. Like, I don't I don't res- I don't resonate with influencers. I don't yeah. even follow influencers because I just find them fucking vapid. But like, that's I just find it tired. But, but like brands should want that i would think because as you said before like your engagement is higher because i'd i'd engage with your content because there's actually something to engage with it's real versus someone just kind of like literally look how perfect i am copying and pasting like the message that they've asked you to post that like who who was that person who did uh, an instagram caption and they literally copied and pasted it from an email and they copied some of the instructions in (laughs) and it was like copy and paste the below for your caption and then oh, literally no. copy the whole thing oh no was just like, oh, but do you know what wait what was this what have I missed they deserve it whoever it was oh, but so I bet they got like a hundred thousand pound sponsorship <laughs> deal and like twenty thousand oh. more followers do you know what? it's important though to be real because like the reason I do it is because I know like so I've I feel like a mess most time I'm a mess just to be real like I I'm still really struggling from what I went through. I'm struggling from the things I went through before the thing that was four years ago. Mm. But like from mm. my childhood, even from growing up in a council state, like you, like I, I've had a hard life and I'm tired and I'm fuck, I'm a fucking mess. And I think when I go on Instagram when I'm in a in a bad place, which is at least once a week, most of, this is quite a lot actually. And I and I'm mm. on there and I'm looking at everyone else and it, they everyone else who is not being so real just seems so perfect and they seem like they got their life together or they're happy and mm. um, that makes me feel 10 times worse and i think it's really nice if we were all to just be a bit more real and like just i'm not asking people to show their their worst stuff on instagram but at the same time just like 
even if it's tied in with the best stuff, like so when I do a brand collab, even though I'm not posting a picture of myself looking like absolute shit, I'll talk about like feeling absolute shit. Like, oh mm. guys, this image, like the Tina Turner thing I did recently. Oh, I might look fucking amazing here. Yeah. But guess what, guys? I was crying like that in between. And I put a video up of me crying in between shots that day because I, I was like really going through it that day. I like broke out and like boils all over my face because of the depression even. Like it was, I'm still got them now. Like it's just, I think that's really important just to show like we're all a fucking mess. Let's stop going on Instagram and acting like and fucking face tuning ourselves and like yeah. and like positioning ourselves in certain ways that make us look even better. Like and I, I don't wrong, I do that as well, but like I think it's important that there's some transparency that this is not real and let's yeah. just be a bit more real. Let's like because it, it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help other people when they're looking at our stuff and comparing themselves and thinking fucking hell, I look like shit or I my life is shit compared to that. Or it doesn't help ourselves when we know that's not real and we're like putting out this stuff and we know it's fake and it's not helping us because then we're trying to live up to that and like. Mm. It just doesn't help anyone. Let's just all be a bit more real. Like it just yeah. it's so fucking tired. It's so it's so so pointless. No? <sighs> like preach. Yeah, yeah, no, but it is. It's so who who does it help? Who does it help when we're acting like we're perfect? Because no one is perfect. It doesn't help nobody. I think that showing vulnerability is just It's, it's a superpower as well. It's we, I would jump if we didn't social distancing right now and it wasn't coronavirus I'd get them give you the biggest <laughs> fucking cuddle because it is so true kindness is a superpower vulnerability is a superpower and so is infectious energy how do you feel about it now when it comes to you and your profile and you you know you've talked about it, it's it's your through coronavirus you've kind of seen a lot of your collaborations go up and it's it, it's grown so how do you feel more broadly about kind of social media and how it sits with you as a as an activist and a person it's really interesting because for a long time I really steered away from doing influencer stuff because I felt like it would detract from what I did as an activist. Like, so I've uh, been doing running. So I run a for anyone who doesn't know, you probably don't know, but I run a campaign called Nail Transphobia, which I've been running for seven years now. Rob's actually got me into his workplaces before to do it for his staff and stuff. But it's where I travel around the UK of a pop up nail salon and a squad of trans nail techs, and we offer the public free manicures for the chance to down have a chat with a trans person. So while you're talking to us, we can like have a chat, I and mean, you can ask us questions about trans stuff, or we can just have a chat. But you're, you're yeah. getting to meet a trans person, and it's about breaking misconceptions and making allies. So I've been doing that for seven years, and when I first started, like I didn't do any press, didn't even have an Instagram at the time for about two three years into it and then i realized in having like so when the first part i think vice wrote about me first and i was like yeah you can write about me if you want i didn't really care and i didn't think about it twice but then it like blew up and i was like there is like i mean it's stupid not to take advantage of that because if, yeah. if you think about it like my whole thing is about conversation i'm trying to the nails are just a way of bringing people into that conversation but i can only speak to what like 30 people at an event if i've got three me and two other girls with me and we're there for like a day mm. if i'm written about in vice like think how many more people are being brought into that conversation if i'm talk if i get to grow my social media following like now that i like rather than speaking to 30 people a day i've got 30k people following me who are listening to everything i say it's like there's there's power it's stupid not to understand that like kind of modern activism doesn't have to be like the old school activism because we don't live in an old school world anymore mm, we have like yeah. it's just a different world and like social media like i don't consider myself a social media activist but social media can be activism now because yeah. i mean we're all in get we're all on our phones all day long so like it's it's reductive to think that and it's kind of elitist to think that like to be an activist you have to be some poor suffering person who's out like like a jeremy you know like out with your picket and your yeah. megaphone and in ugly clothes like you can dress nice and be an activist sweetheart you can yeah. like you can like <laughs> you can want more for yourself than wearing like an ugly <laughs> puffer jacket like yeah. no offense but. but that's one of the things that i i feel like i've really struggled with is uh and is around um i guess performative kind of action on social yeah, media there's a lot and, of that yeah you know feeling like all right if i'm just posting something or sharing a story or like you know sharing something yeah you are influencing people in terms of how they might think and they might go read the article that you just yeah. shared or they might go get that book which is great but then it's like 
actually thinking outside of that, I feel really powerless because I just feel like our government is me too just going so far one way and i feel powerless to stop it Me like too. i went to the um i went to the protest the the protest the bill and it just after um the police reaction to um sarah's sarah's disappearance and i went down to that with my friend and even then like going and doing that i was like what does this actually do yeah yeah like no one listens no. no one in the government listens no one seems to want to vote this government out which is the only power that we seem to have yeah so like, it just seems to have a job presenting it outside parliament and that's the only thing that it yeah, does come from it, it it does feel so pointless right now i feel exactly the same i've actually become if anything less political in the like don't get me wrong i'm always going to be much more political than the average person but like my whole social media stuff before corona was just like constant constant just like talking about trans the bad stuff talking about i'm just like do you know what like i'm fucking sad like i said before like i'm st still grieving and stuff so i'm a fucking mess and and then if i'm already sad but then my whole job is just like consuming sadness and like having to talk yeah. about every fucking yeah. sad thing that's happening whether it's to do with like grenfell whether it's to do with trans stuff whether it's to do with like working class or even the race stuff even stuff that doesn't affect me if i'm constantly just having to talk about sad stuff it's i have no joy anyway but it's all stealing the i'm in negative joy yeah, now yeah, like yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, zero, yeah. zero neg negative one negative ten joy like so i'm just like i need to like you need to like activism as well can is you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself like if you have nothing yeah. to give so like i have to understand if you're gonna like get involved in even if you don't call it activism if it's just gonna be political you have to understand like to help other people you have to help yourself and you have to look after yourself and so like i'm trying to bring some joy into my life so that's why i've been making content lately that's much more like fun and it's just like me being funny and having a laugh because it brings me joy and it bring, i i get joy from everyone else get having joy from it so that all the dms i get i'm like oh this makes me feel really good like when people are like oh you're like my favorite person i follow or oh, you bring me you make you're the only person that makes me laugh but like that makes me feel so good about myself and i'm like oh and that like lifts my spirits and then i feel like i can then tackle and yeah. i'm not gonna tackle every issue but like i can then put that good energy into tackling an issue and i just think it's understanding as well like not that you don't have to and that you can't fight every issue you can't you you can't you can do your just do all you can but like you just have to understand like we were all kind of and i mean it's kind of like a bit disney film but if we were all fighting we wouldn't have to fight everything we because there'd be someone fighting yeah you know what i'm saying mm, if, if, yeah. if we were all fighting something then yeah. we wouldn't have to all fight everything. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? So like, we just need to just do our bit. Just like, and I understand that for me, like it's like LGBT stuff, like that's my thing. And I do talk about other stuff, but I'm like, that's my fight. And there's other people having other fights and it's, and that's- Everyone have just, their thing yeah, to speak we just up need about. To, we yeah. need to just understand, that just pick a fight. You can't pick every single fight. I love Disney. I did. I don't love it. I do not. I've oh never my seen god! A I don't think I've ever I thought you were gonna film. say I love Disney too. Is gonna have a real Disney moment. I had a hard childhood. Okay, I wasn't watching Disney. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I did. I don't think I watched a we single Disney film. We could afford Disney. No, we I didn't like, get tap any cable. You know, like you get like the <laughs> crap tap cable <laughs> from upstairs. <laughs> but we didn't get. I don't know. I just never watched a Disney film growing up. I had two brothers who were like proper like boyish boys. So like I never got to watch like girly things. Same. I had to watch like wrestling every weekend, Same. which probably oh, made me more like. I wanted to watch Will and Grace. Yeah. Yes. Same. Like, Let me just watch my Willie Grace MP. Charlie Babes, we've got to talk about your up and coming documentary, DIY Trans Teens. Yay! This is one of the first times I'm like talking about it in person. I feel like I've not Baby, really... take the mic, spill it, oh, all God, the details. I don't know what to say. Like, oh my gosh. It's just it kind of goes nicely off the back of what we we're just talking about in mm. terms of like picking your fights and stuff, because this is kind of the fight I've picked where it's just like I'm just so tired of the f f I was gonna say false narratives, but it's 
pure straight lies in the mm. media and it's like i don't know morally how they get away with it but also legally how they can yeah, get away with like disgusting. posting like Amen. not just like headlines but front page headlines sometimes of like i'm just like like there was a statistic recently that it was like the the times who are like i mean people when they think of transphobia would probably think of like daily mail first but the times are like just as bad these days yeah. um, and telegraph and people like that but um they had 33 sorry 320 i'm like so dyslexic i'm like writing out the number with my you dyslexic too i'm dyslexic dyspraxic trans, Me too. transgender all of them. <laughs> Um, But 324 articles about trans issues last year, obviously all negative, all like debating, like should trans women be allowed in women's bathrooms, that sort of thing. How many of them do you think were written by a trans person? Yeah. Not a single one. Not a single one. We weren't even brought into the conversation. It's not, you can't even call it a debate because we're not even on the other side. It's literally just like spewing hate. And it's, I just don't understand like how, how this is allowed. And like, I would understand if it was like, there was some fact, if Mm. if it was based on fact, but it's all based on like theories of like, what if we let trans women into bathrooms and then there, and men start coming and raping us. And it's like, well then like your issue is with men raping you. Cause guess what, honey, trans women, aren't men and also honey i don't want men in my bathroom no offense like i like too many but i don't want men i'm a woman as well and guess what i'm affected by sexism and so i've been raped twice i don't want men in my bathroom sweetheart like i'm affected just by i get sexism just as much as you and then i get an added slap of transphobia once the guy being sexist to me in the street or catcalling me or chasing me realizes i'm trans as well it's just as dangerous for me so like it makes me so angry these like like, and then the the lie that the documentary is tackling is the whole stuff about trans trans kids trans teenagers because there's this thing like even like i've been sharing stuff in my story recently about how it's like head like front page headlines of like 50 kids a week being sent to sex change clinics and it has a picture of like a toddler like a fucking four-year-old with his head in his hands it's like kids as young as four and it's like how is this allowed how are you allowed mm. to imply that kids as young as four are having surgery or taking hormones when you have to be 18 in this country to do both now because of the high court ruling which the doc- documentary talks about like before you could have um, hormones or hormone blockers from like 16 but like, mm. and, and then you'd have to be so lucky to be that young like because you would have to have been in the system for like at least up to like five years three to five years but like it makes me so angry how they can then paint that the four-year-olds are getting pussies. Yeah. Like I just don't understand how you can how they can legally, never mind morally, do this. And so the documentary is just like because it's for BBC. I think it's actually really good because it's um, I don't really like BBC. I'm, I'm probably not going to do another documentary for them. But like they're they're all about you know they have to be neutral because it's like public funding. It's mm, like yeah. you can't be biased. So like, I had to cover stuff in documentary that I as a trans person don't really want to. Like it's not it's narratives I don't like. But it's actually good because when people watch it, they'll be like. It's fact. It's not. It's not a, a political biased piece where I'm a trans person be like being really based, aggressive yeah. and being angry about like transphobia. It actually is just me going around and talking to these young trans people who are like having to buy black market hormones or who have been waiting for five years for a first appointment to even discuss transition. It's literally just like fact, and it's like, and I've had to talk to detransitioners, which I personally wouldn't want to do because it's it's almost like when we're talking about rape and you go, what about women who lie? Well, it's like one percent or something. Yeah. Why should we have to? Like, you know, it's that sort of thing. So I don't want to talk to detransitioners, but because it's BBC, I had to. But I actually think that's good because it's like anyone who would be opposing to documentary like can't say, well, you didn't include it. I included everything, bitch. Like, and it's all there. Facts, receipts, everything. I did I did a Google of of the show because the show hasn't come out yet, right? No, yeah. It's It's out soon. um, So I was just doing a Google to try and just find out more about it and what had been posted about it. And the two biggest hits that came up on Google were from the Daily Mail. Um, and Mumsnet, yeah, and I was uh, yeah. also Mumsnet. Come on, like just trash the whole site, like absolutely burn trash. it, burn yeah. it down. But like, why, <laughs> why, like, why do these people care so much? It kind of comes from like fame from a place of like you know we want to protect. But what are you protecting people from? There's nothing to protect from. It just honestly, like, I can't even you know. I, 
I can empathize as much as I can, but like, I'm just so sorry that as a person you have to go through this. And me too, me too. I just wish that people would, I just wish that people really would think about the other person at the end of it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a person who it, is having to go through one of probably the hardest things to, to go through in society and you can't muster any empathy. And it's like, it's something that you go through that is the literal last option. Like, not a single trans person would, like, have wanted to do this. It's like, it's the last option. Like, you would do anything. I would have paid, like, if if someone had offered me to just stay and be a gay guy, like, it would be my dream. Like, my life is so much shitter. So, in so many ways, like, that you don't even think. Like, I'm just like, it's shit. It's shit. No one would choose this life. No one would choose to, like, it's just matter just the lack of empathy blows my mind but also i think it's it's almost like a bit cultish it's almost like i mean you know you know a bit like um mm. what's that word that they talk about with terrorists where they're kind of um Ex- brainwashed you know uh, that hype oh it's a word for it where it's uh, of galv not galvanized I mean, i'm it's dyslexic so extreme. i'm gonna leave it to rob Ex- you know where it's like uh, yeah, the, extremists. yeah it's it's where they're um oh god i can't remember they're like fed like a stream of like um shit online that makes them what? Radicalized. Radicalized. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on, GCSE English. Let's yeah. get Sydney. <laughs> but yeah, it's is that they're like being if you're being told these lies by the media and you're just consuming that and you're getting so angry thinking, oh my god, four year olds are having pussies like after a week like oh, they've come to their mum at four and said I I'm a girl and then next week the GPs give them a pussy or like they, <laughs> no literally that's what they think that is literally what they think because the Daily Mail putting fucking pictures of toddlers with their head in their yeah. hands like no wonder they're so angry angry about it because they've been fed lies and it's almost like a you know the the government who own the media and these people who own the media it's all very political i think they do it as like a smoke screen to like let's just let's distract from everything yeah. like especially with like corona even or grenfell all the bad things Brexit. that happen or even racism in the uk let's like take everyone's attention away from this by let's make them think that four-year-olds are getting pussies like let's make everyone really angry so that we can like not talk about like what we mm. need to talk about they know they know what they're yeah, doing it's yeah. so fucking smart it's all pr like it's yeah. they they're like picking us as a scapegoat just how gay men were picked as scapegoats in the 80s as like oh gay men and pedophiles like gay men are there was this it was the same sort of thing where it's like oh we shouldn't let gay men around children we shouldn't talk about gay stuff around children we're gonna make it's the exact same narrative it's the exact same narrative do you do you see that do you see that changing at all with um representation in the media because we talk about that a lot on this show so um we had tyrese on the show and they spoke about non-binary representation and we had aaron last series who talked about you know not really seeing like black femme kids on the tv yeah and they spoke about that in drag race right do you do you see that changing because there's obviously so many icons and like incredible people in the trans community doing amazing things you know musicians kim petra sophie yeah. you know rest in peace she's but absolutely iconic um you know through to even you know got mick as a as a trans yeah. drag artist do you see better representation changing how people feel and like the yeah. current zeitgeist Definitely representations changed massively. Like when I started my campaign, there wasn't a single like Laverne Cox wasn't a thing. Like Caitlyn Jack, even I don't like it. Do you know what I mean like mm. or anyone pre like who can you think of pre Laverne Cox? Like who was a thing? Like there was like yeah. cut, like even when I started my campaign, it was around the time that like Sonique came out on Drag. It was like you just didn't even like I'd like it was so like it was just you just didn't mm. even it was just madness. So like you just we didn't even have any representation. Like the first representation I had was when I was like maybe like. 10 or 11 it was Nadia and Big Brother and then yeah. like after her it was like another 10 years until I saw another trans person which was like Sonique and Carmen on Drag Race but there was nothing and then that means so it has had an amazing effect in that it's just like just like this constant conversation 
has uh, just brought people's base level understanding of, understanding about trans issues up in that people just understand what a trans person is like when I started my campaign people would literally ask like oh so what's the trans so what's the difference between drag queen and trans person now people just know people yeah. just like and the base levels come up but at the same time like there's always a like a, a kickback reaction to when there's like kind of increased visibility in the media like in in the same way that like there is with like race issues and stuff like there's a kickback and like the murders going up every year like here in the UK the murders aren't so bad we get like a I mean, it's too, too many, but there's usually about two murders a year, maybe. But like hate crime's gone up massively here. And I don't know a single trans person who's even reported a hate crime. Like, I've had hate crimes against me, but like, we yeah. just don't report it. So I'm thinking if the real numbers were coming out, they'd be even higher. But like, mm. so that you'd think it's kind of like going the other way in the way that matters most. Like in the way that matters most is our safety. Like covers of magazines are nice, awards are nice, but really what matters, in, and as I'm sure gay people can relate, is just being safe. Like we, that's, it's, the other stuff is kind of like the cherry on top but really all we want is safety and just to yeah. be accepted and feel like, or not feel safe I guess it's just yeah. and maybe rather than accepted it's respected so for you this is like part of the show where we go through your, like your lockdown listens yeah what kind of stuff would Charlie be listening to on the Spotify or oh. Apple Music? Give me like... I can embarrass myself <laughs> Go on, now. give us your vibe. Go oh on. Oh God, I did a... I don't like, try and be cool. You like, can't whatever. embarrass yourself Oh, I can't be show. cool. It's, the receipts are online. Like I did a, <laughs> I did a collab with Spotify when you know they do their rap thing. My most played song of 2020 was the America's Excellent Model theme tune. It's not even a song. <laughs> it's, and it's not even the real one. It's like the one that's on Spotify where it's like not even... I just am a... I have no culture. I'm Caucasian. I'm sorry. Like I have apps. I'm Caucasian and LGBT. LGBT. I have the worst taste of music, which is, in my opinion is the best taste. But like, mm. I just only listen to because I am so angry and so sad all the time. I only ever in, uh, digest. I can't think of the word. That's a disgusting word. It sounds like poo. But like, what's the word? <laughs> in, intake. What would you call it? Like ingest. In, ingest. No, ingest? that's digest. disgusting as well. I only. Consume. consume, consume. You are really good at words. <laughs> Miss South. Rob over here, my English GCSE is like <laughs> smashing it. But oh, I she only got several GCSEs as well. Several, many. Yeah. But I only consume really happy media, be it music or film. I never, you will never once in my life catch me like watching. I wouldn't watch my own documentary if it wasn't mine. Like that sort of thing. I never watch sad things or political. I just can't because yeah. my life is so sad that I only listen to really like the poppest of all pop music. I don't listen to like anything that's like sad or yeah. I just can't I'm too sad I will cry like I will cry like yeah, if you, it's but, true though isn't it <laughs> I only like follow happy people on Instagram yeah. happy music watch happy things on Netflix like so yeah I just listen to like American Sex <laughs> theme tune like a bit of react a bit of like all the divas I only listen to women really I don't really think I, li oh I don't God. think I've listened to a single man maybe like Same. there'll be like a couple of gay like RuPaul's a man obviously and then like maybe like Troy Savannah or something like, people like that like all right, really so Ollie. two tracks. Yes, Give us yes. two tracks yeah, that we can yeah, add that. to the listener's Spotify because every guest we've had on the show has given us their two top tracks. And then we well, can gorgeous. add America's Next Top Model. Yeah, well, that, America's yeah, Next yeah. Top Model. Yeah. Boom, I mean, tick if down. you listen to that at the start of every morning, are you going to tell me that you don't feel like the fucking baddest bitch? Like, <laughs> I used that, people from uni will re remember, like when I post that on Instagram, my collab, they were like, oh my God, I remember this was your alarm. It was literally my alarm. <laughs> I would wake up every morning. I'm like, I'm going to slay this day. And I did, bitch. And like, you did. I slayed. Like, and it's because Love I'd wake that. up every morning to the words, you want to be on top? And I'm like, yeah, I want to be on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so and now, Always. so that's my, yeah, that's my, that's my <laughs> first one. And then the second, I think it would probably have to be React because I think it's synonymous with oh, my brand. Yeah, now. Like, I can't. messed up at the party. Yeah. It's just so good. I love that I stuff. hope they come back. Like, because they were going to start a comeback, right? They were going to do a tour. Yeah. And then Maybe was... in another 10 years. Another album. No, it just <laughs> pop up every 10 years. Bye-bye. <laughs> What's next for Charlie? Oh God, don't, that's a hard question. Um, Quite open, isn't it? 
Yeah, that is hard. Oh, well, actually, really nice news. My um, It could be even literally... today, babe. It could be anything. <laughs> I have really good news. Is that, and I haven't told anyone this yet, is that my... Um, so, you know, I got a book. So, my book came out about five years ago. Yeah. Actually, so, it's the fifth birthday next year. And for the fifth birthday, I've just got a contract for the, like, a second edition where I'm going to do, like, an Amazing. updated version with, like, new letters. So, my book, basically, it's called To My Transistors. It's, it's about a uh, hundred... Well, it's, it's 85 letters from trans, tra- trailblazing trans. So, it's, like, politicians and scientists and celebs and stuff. But for the... Um, fifth anniversary I'm going to take I want to just like I say it's a hundred a hundred such a nice number so I'm like I'm going to do a hundred so I'm going to do another 15 letters so I'm going to get really big names because like when I did the book I was like a nobody and so I just got like people who mm. are like now I basically because I've met people like Laverne and interviewed them I feel like I could like be like hi babe do you remember me like can you write a letter for my book like yeah. the money's going to charity so like I feel like I could get some really big names and like Janet Mock knows about my book and stuff so I feel oh, like incredible. I could get some really big names like even like yeah, well, that's you heard it here first Thank on, you. Uh, on your right, babe. <laughs> yeah, that's a little exclusive. Not said that to anyone yet. So that's really, really exciting. So I got the contract for that literally the other day. So oh, oh, that's amazing. amazing. Really Congratulations. So prize when? season next year. Next year. Yeah, please God. Epic. If we're still here, like if the, the world doesn't end between now and then, we're <laughs> yeah, like or another a, pandemic. Or another pandemic. Why Honestly, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll find this time. It'd like, be great. It'd be perfect time to write a book, literally. Like, we'll get you back on for the fifth edition of your book, fifth five year edition. You can plug that, babe. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. that. I'd love that. Any chance to see you two. Oh, babe, stop Listen, it. Listen, you have been an absolute uber babes. You guys have. Honestly, thank you so much for being so kind to me. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being trans inclusive. Thank you just for everything. I'm so, so grateful. Ooh. Thanks so much for your time oh. and coming on the show. It's no. been. A pleasure. All Thank the energy, you. all the emotion. Bye, Charlie. Bye. 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 <laughs>